Okay, welcome listeners. Uh, I've just arrived at the studio this morning and realized that uh, obviously this studio doubles up as a fridge when uh, I'm not here on the radio. <laughs> if I stop speaking at some point, uh, someone call the station and just tell them that I've died of cold. What a freezing morning, but uh, happily being the uh, enthusiastic cyclist that I am, I arrived here to record the show today on my BMW uh, motorbike, my much-loved 1200 GS Adventure, which uh, brings me to the uh, topic of today's uh, show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in motorbikes at the moment, uh, motorbikes becoming more and more important uh, Obviously, mountain biking taking over as the new golf and motorcycling taking over as the new preferred sport of the uh, kugels, the bagels, and the well-moneyed class. So I've seen a lot of the gay community out there on Sundays on the breakfast runs, uh, running the big uh, adventure machines. And obviously, this has been the year of the big adventure machine because BMW have just released the new GS1250 both in standard and adventure form, and it is one hell of a piece of kit. It's uh, got a little bit more power than the previous one. It's got sharper looks. It's got a fantastic TFT screen, which uh, means that you can actually read off your information from your cell phone on your screen in front of you. And uh, it's also got uh, a new Vario Cam system on the motor, which uh, is uh, pretty much more advanced. This all being said... I have ridden a bike, uh, I know the GS quite well, being a regular rider, and I must be honest with you, it is not a gigantic step forward, it is, I believe, a step forward, but in all honesty, I believe if you were a sensible motorbike buyer at this time, you'd wait for all the bagels to rush in and just upgrade to the latest equipment at any cost, and buy yourself a two-year-old GS for exactly half that price with almost every single item of kit and uh, you'd probably get a nice set of uh, panniers thrown in which you'd normally have to spend 25 grand on to add on to the base price of the GSA 1250 which is now a rather, oh I'm sucking in my gut here, it's a rather shocking 300,000 rand, so 300,000 rand today to buy a motorbike and that's excluding the extras. So once you get the extras that you need on that bike, which absolutely are, they're not extras, they're essentials. And I would count amongst those, um, I would want the Bigfoot stand to make it more steady, especially when you're going off-road. You'd need definitely the panniers because why the hell would you go out on a long trip without panniers? And then, uh, of course, you'd need those couple of essential other extras the little uh, bars, the, the bars that go around the motor to protect the motor in case of a fall, etc. And that would set you back an additional 40 grand, 50 grand. So you'd be in for about 350,000 rand. And uh, I checked this morning on Google, and you can buy a really nice second-hand, very low-mileage GS Adventure with all the toys on it for about 150 to 170 grand. So my advice would be save yourself 50%. And buy a two-year-old one and just enjoy it. It'll be just as efficient. Um, the competitors to the GSA are also rather interesting at the moment. We've got this magnificent 1260 Ducati Multistrada, which is definitely the sharpest-looking bike on the road, 
with its beautiful beak and of course that amazing testa sound which comes from the Ducati motor. But uh, I think with things going at the moment with the, uh, you know, there's currently a bit of a, an upheaval and it's not entirely certain who exactly the new importers of Ducati are and they have imported a new importer but there's no real, how shall we say, there's no real line or lineage behind them, I would be a little reticent to buy a Ducati at this point. I would wait until the brand is stabilized with a new importer and we've seen the development of um, you know a little bit of a lineage there. Then, of course, you've got the old favorite, the Triumph Explorer, the 1200. Uh, I've always thought of it a little bit as a poor man's BM. It's, uh, look, it is substantially cheaper. But, yeah, it's just not quite on the same build level. Pretty bike, uh, from what I've heard, a reliable bike. I know it's got, it's got grunt, it's got power, but it's somehow just, it's not near the BMW in any one of the key points. Uh, it's down on power, it's down on spec. It's not quite as comfortable. The beautiful thing about that BMW is that literally you feel like you're gliding on a cushion of air. And it is literally a 7 Series on two wheels. It definitely is the most comfortable bike to ride on the road today with a fully electronic adjustable suspension. And then its last competitor is probably the closest competitor, and that's the big orange and black KTM, which is a very aggressive looking, a very aggressive sounding, a very, very powerful bike. It's got a significant power advantage over the BMW. A very pretty bike, again, very pricey bike, uh, and I think it's a case of horses for courses. Um, I love the reliability factor of the BMW. That's the one thing, and I love the fact that they have so many dealers. And the KTM dealers are a little thin on the ground, but I must admit, if it came to a personal choice, it would be a bit of a toss-up for me between the KTM and the BMW, both very pretty very strong, very reliable machines with great lineage, but I think the backup would just tilt the favor to the BMW for me. However, I know that KTM has got masses of power. If I go on the breakfast run and I'm giving it full guns on my BMW, the guys on the KTM just sail away from me. And I promise you, it's not because I weigh 150 kilos. It's just got certainly a lot more grunt. Anyway, with that, we're going to take a little break and listen to some music, and we'll come back and talk some more about bikes. And you're back with me, and we're talking about bikes in this week's motoring segment and uh, how popular they've become. And, of course, there's nothing more popular, and uh, it's been a brand segment that uh, probably the last five decades has dominated, and today still is a very popular brand segment, of course. And I'm talking about Harley-Davidson, the cruiser segment, so it seems the Sunday cruisers, those advocates, attorneys, geeky accountants, doctors, and uh, quantity surveyors, anything that's particularly petite, meek, and mild during the week, dons a leather jacket uh, with tassels and a helmet with a skull on and looks exceedingly butch and climbs onto a thumping great big Harley Davidson and uh, takes it for the Sunday ride in a psychological act of catharsis. And so what are they about? And uh, as a person who's ridden a lot of bikes, who loves bikes, I always tease my friends with Harleys because, let's be honest with each other, massively expensive pieces of kit, 
well, well down on power on anything on the road today. They really are. They make a big noise, but there's no real grunt there. They've got horribly hard suspensions, soggy brakes, and they vibrate the hell out of you. It's uh, You get off a, a Harley after two hours' drive, and literally your fingers and your crotch area are tingling for the rest of the breakfast. You literally can't feel anything. Everything goes numb. And, uh, yeah, not my total idea of comfort, although the big, big road kings are certainly a little bit more comfortable. But, uh, you know, it's horses for courses. People like the look. People like the sound. And the sound is certainly a beautiful sound. And what it means is, of course, there's been many, many copies uh, of the Harley come out. All the big Jap manufacturers uh, bring out their own version of their big... Uh, touring bikes and uh, so the most popular one the Boulevardier um, from Suzuki a, a big money uh, bike um, also with a lovely sound a lovely big width uh, probably much better made than the Harleys um, being Japanese and uh, you know obviously better brakes normally more comfortable suspension but I suppose at the end of the day it's not a Harley you know it's just kind of wannabe Harley so mm. I don't know, it's a touring bike segment. Um, I do love the Moto Guzzi's in this segment because they're not copies of the Harleys. They are, in fact, a segment which they created by themselves with the, the infamous uh, California. And so you get the beautiful Moto Guzzi California in its latest iteration, which is a big machine. It's got 130 horsepower, lots of power. And a big heavy machine, 350 kilos, panniers for Africa, the most comfortable seats you can imagine. And then the unique sound that comes from those magnificent Motoguzi V-twin motors. So really quite a special machine. The look is amazing. So just go and Google it if you want. A really fantastic machine, that uh, Motoguzi, the California, a very sexy machine. And then uh, you get the the new American makes. Well, they're not that new. Some of them date from the early 1900s, but they've seen a resurgence. And that's the two major brands, one called Victory and the other one called Indian, both making really magnificent-looking motorbikes. The Victory certainly with a more sporty bent, very edgy styling. The bikes come standard from the factory looking like custom machines. And, of course, the level of customization is what makes Harley so unique. You know, I think people really want to customize their bikes and look different from everybody else because the more different you look, you know, the more you are the same. You fit into that category. But uh, the level of customization is quite amazing. And um, I think the Victories and the Indians are both magnificent bikes. They've got histories of their own, a nice sound. So it's a really, it's a very fast-growing segment. And then, of course, the Germans, uh, not wanting to be left behind, have introduced, a, or they introduced a couple of years ago, the R1200 Cruiser, which has now become a very sought-after item. It was discontinued, but uh, they've continued to pick up big prices second-hand uh, with a lovely 1200 boxer motor. Um, beautiful, beautifully made, like jewellery, really. Uh, really spectacular-looking bike. And now they've come out with, uh, currently at the moment, with their new retro range, this R9T. Uh, very pretty retro look. Very attractive bikes. Uh, very sexy lines. So um, everyone seems to have jumped off this uh, motorbiking. And that's the touring category, which is uh, just growing and getting bigger. And, uh, of course, because it's everybody's weekend catharsis. And people get away from being normal people on the weekend and uh, become uh, their biking hero. Everybody wants to be 
easy rider. So while we contemplate that, some lack of music for the road. And we're back, and we're talking bikes today, and we've gone through the important category of the sports adventure bike, uh, which is the, perhaps the fastest growing category of all, with everybody wanting to do big African trips or trips all around South Africa. I myself did a 7,000-kilometer trip, which proved to be a huge catharsis a couple of years ago and uh, enabled me to write and uh, rethink my life. And that's the wonderful thing about getting on a bike. It's the fresh air, it's the open road, it's the sound, it's the smell, and uh, it's the thing that's attracting more and more people to biking. And so you get different people going for different categories of bike. So you've got uh, these beautiful adventure tourer bikes, the likes of the BMW GS and the big KTMs. And then uh, you've got the second category, the Harley and wannabe Harleys, uh, that uh, category of the big tourer, that look, the tassels, the big noise, the butch. It's a very sexy kind of lifestyle look, especially prominent amongst the geekier in the community. (laughs) And then there's the hardcore riders. That's the sports bike riders. And what an exciting category this has always been and continues to be. Uh, Of course, the last couple of years have seen enormous growth in this category. One really needs to grow a set of balls, uh, especially if you're a woman, uh, (laughs) to step on some of these modern sports bikes. They are crazy powerful, Uh, insane power uh, this last couple of years. We've seen the first supercharged bikes come out from Kawasaki, heavy, heavy core, heavy duty Massive, massive power torque bikes producing well in excess of 200 horsepower, actually 300 horsepower on the track weapon. I mean, if you consider a bike weighs around 200 kilos, you can imagine what your power to weight ratio is. They literally are rockets. You know, they'll hit 100 k's now in under two seconds and 200 k's now in under six seconds. They are, I mean, blistering. They make anything on four wheels look like it's going backwards. And then you, of course, have the category of the super sport bikes, and each one of the big manufacturers has got a prominent bike in that position. So with with Kawasaki, it's always been their big ninja, the ZX-10, the 1,000-liter. It's always been been the sort of landmark liter category sports bike, and um, it continues to this day to pretty much dominate the category. But uh, what has happened is it's been joined by the Jixa, the big Suzuki GSX-1000, which is a magnificent motorbike, exceedingly well made, a real screamer of a motor, um, as quick as the Kawasaki, beautiful, and uh, especially in its latest iteration, it's uh, really come out with a much more modern face, the tiny LED headlamp, uh, really looking edgy. And then uh, Yamaha, of course, have got their famous liter machine, the R1, uh, which uh, revolutionized the class a few years back with uh, when they bought out the Big Bang. But uh, now with the new R1, they've got a big screamer of a machine. It's very, very quick. And um, and then, of course, the last one is probably the most leisurely of the group, and that's the Honda CBR1000, a very blunt-nosed machine. But obviously, like all Hondas, exceedingly well made, exceedingly reliable, amazingly comfortable suspension, and uh, very quick, uh, but in an understated way. And then, of course, they're joined by the big Italian machines, but the big Italian machines have just moved out of the category, both price-wise and power-wise completely. 
So you've got the big Aprilia, you've got the big Ducati, and the big Ducati now, the, the latest iteration, the V4 Panigale, is literally in a completely different price class. So price approaching 400,000 Rand, um, power approaching Believe it or not, an, a blistering 230 horsepower uh, off a standard machine, the bike weighing 180 k's an hour. So, as you can imagine, it must literally be a rocket ship. And um, so, they've kind of made the category sort of a little bit entirely their own. But the liter machines still tend to be the big uh, the big draw cards in this group. And then, of course, you've got the two old girls in the group that are. Still very, very popular, and that's the Hayabusa 1300 from Suzuki, which is uh, not so much a sports bike as a sports tourer, but massive, massive power for a long period of time was the fastest bike on this planet. And then its natural competition, which was brought out by Kawasaki, just to be that little bit faster, and that's the ZZR or the ZX14, uh, which is the big girl, big heavy bikes, uh, probably a little bit underbraked. I certainly wouldn't throw them around the track the same way I'd throw a litre machine. But in a straight line, they're just absolutely ferocious dominators. So there's your, your different categories of machine, uh, your litre machine. Uh, of course, very popular with the younger riders is the 600 and the 750 category with sort of smaller versions of the big litre bikes, very nimble, very quick, and I think a very good way for people to get into the sports bike category because they have sort of three-quarters of the performance of the litre machines, but all the handling, all the braking. So they really are good machines to learn how to ride really quick on, and then uh, you move up to the 1,000. A very interesting uh, addition to this category of late has been the naked bikes. So you've seen all the big manufacturers bringing out naked versions with the, the superbike motors of two or three models back. So... A good example probably is the Kawasaki uh, bringing out the Z1000, very, very edgily styled bike, real street fighter style of bike, uh, very comfortable suspensions, tuned to make a very special noise, but obviously being naked without any of the fairings and that, very uncomfortable to ride at high speed and really only made to be the urban kind of predator, getting around robot to robot massively quickly with a 1,000cc motors, uh, but uh, really not the sort of bike you'd want to take on a long trip, low, sort of fairly uncomfortable suspensions, and uh, no cover from the wind. So, But a, a very nice category. I myself have a, a naked bike. I love it. It's, uh, it's your hooligan bike. It's your bike that wants to get the front wheel up in the air. It's the one that makes you feel a little bit... 20 again, even when you are 50. And so the naked bike category is a lot of fun. With that uh, naked bike category, I think we're going to move into some more music. Welcome back, listeners. So the final category of bike is something that uh, I don't personally indulge in, but has proved to be something so exceedingly popular, and that's the guys that hit the off-road on the weekends. And the pure off-road category of bike, you sort of get the soft roaders like the, the GSs from from BMW and the KTMs, but uh, then you get the pure off-road machines, which are, you know, they are strictly uh, off-road MX machines. You get Enduros and MXs, but uh, this probably is such an enormous category because somewhere where parents can take part with children, where friends can take part with friends, cousins, 
and something that the whole family can enjoy together. And uh, this is a, a massively growing category. So you've got the little machines, the little ADCCs for the lighties, ringing right up to the big uh, 690s, which are massively, massively powerful uh, machines with exceedingly fast acceleration and obviously the very high suspension capable of handling the off-road. So very comfortable, but obviously not street legal. No, uh, you're not going to find a number plate or lights uh, flickers on these guys. These are purely for the off-road. So which means that if you're going to get involved here, you've got to understand that uh, it's not just a bike that you're in for, but you're in for a whole lot of protective clothing, which is very expensive. And so you'll have to kit yourself out with a whole lot of protective clothing, breastplates and the, and the likes, which uh, that'll certainly milk the wallet very well. And then, of course, you're going to need a vehicle capable of towing, and you'll need a proper bike trailer uh, to tow all your bikes. So it's uh, it's a lot more money than what uh, what you initially look at when you look at the initial investment. But I must say, well, it's uh, completely addictive. Our friends of mine are completely addicted. Every weekend, you'll find them out there being spattered with mud and uh, really getting to uh, grips with uh, getting out into the bush and enjoying it. And I think a, a lot of fresh air, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of fun to be had. But, yeah, a lot of falls, a lot of uh, chaos as well. So, yeah, you've got to go well prepared, but obviously a lot of fun. So that was uh, our motoring show this week. We uh, hope I covered a, a little bit of the what's happening in the world of bikes for you. There's a lot of exciting uh, ways of getting involved in the world of biking. And um, yeah, feel free to send me a mail to 40 at Gay Say Radio and uh, just uh, drop me a mail if you'd like me to put you in touch with somebody or if you've got a question for me, I'll happily answer what I can. And next week's show, we're going to talk about uh, the growing category in South Africa of the hypercar and where does all this money come from so uh, we'll have some guests with us in the studio okay enjoy your the rest of your day thanks very much for listening i hope i haven't bored you too much and uh, we'll chat again on our next show and uh, we're going to be looking at food